Hello, my friends. It's time for another episode of the Analog Hour with Lucy Lumen and Matt Loves Cameras. So settle in, get a cup of tea or a cup of whiskey or some beers or something. It's another longish episode. I think it's about an hour and a half. So that is coming up in a couple of minutes. Just a couple of announcements first. The fantastic zines and the bonus zines have started finding themselves to their rightful homes all over the world. So I've already had about a dozen notifications uh, through Instagram that people have received their zines. If you haven't got yours, yet it shouldn't be too long i think most of the people who've got theirs were the the first batch of international people and some of the australian people um, so look out in your post box over the next week or two it should be arriving very very soon i think i've only got one more to post an order that came in a couple of days ago uh, and then i've got one left i've got one copy of fantastic left so if you want to grab that very last copy of fantastic never ever to be uh, printed again <laughs> head on over to matt loves cameras.com and you can grab the very last copy now just before i think it was the morning of the evening that i got i started getting covid symptoms uh, it was a sunday morning and lucy lumen was just recovering from covid and we actually were invited on the classic camera revival podcast a great honor fantastic podcast of course coming out of canada and uh, bill smith uh, invited us on and we had a very nice chat with them and now that's just gone live uh, a few hours ago i think so head on over to the classic camera revival uh, if you haven't had enough of me and Lucy by the end of this episode, head on over to the CCR and you can listen to us chat to those lovely Canadian film shooters. It was a real honour and a real treat of being invited on there. So just a reminder, before we kick off into the Analog Hour Episode 3, the X-Pro competition, Matt Loves Cameras X-Pro competition is still going on until the end of August. So you've got about a month, just over a month, to get your entries in. It's very, very simple. You can use any camera, any film. You just have to get the film cross-process, either cross-process it at home or ask your lab to cross-process it. And probably the easiest way to do that is to shoot some old slide film or some new slide film and ask the lab to put it through the C41 color print process and then your your film is cross-processed and hopefully you get some funky saturated high contrast color shift kind of results and uh, yeah we've only got nine entries so far so get to it guys get your entries in and here comes analog hour episode three welcome back to the analog hour we are on episode three now we have had a little bit of a hiatus due to sickness um we just we do everything together matt we even got covid at the same yes. time didn't we we did <laughs> yeah how are you feeling um now are you feeling all recovered uh, about 95 percent. i i on, often get these kind of feelings like my chest just feels a bit heavy it's not chest pain or anything i, I don't know i, I don't feel like a hundred percent what about you I feel a hundred percent now. Yeah. But it did take me a while because I got mm. sick before I got COVID and then yeah. I got COVID. So I feel like my immune system was just like, oh my God, this is too much. Yeah. And obviously having a little one as well, he was yeah. fine. So it was quite hard to properly relax with him. So um, yeah, but no, I'm feeling definitely feeling a hundred percent now. I get a bit low when I'm sick as well. So I had a real kind of like few days after like 
COVID being like, oh, what's the point of everything? Mm. And, you know, not feeling very motivated. So. I, was, I was the same. We had a few chats, didn't we? I mm. was... Yeah, it also rained the week after we had yes, it. Yeah. So I, I couldn't go out and take any photos to cheer myself up. So I was feeling like very much the same, like yep. feeling sorry for myself, you know, self-pity, but snapped, yes. snapped out of it, you know? Yeah, I feel like we're back to our like normal we're selves. We're back. So this is a great uh, great way to come back for episode three. Yeah. Yep. Come out um, fun. Yes, definitely. So what have you been, tell me what you've been shooting, Matt. Well, actually, you know, because we had this three or four week hiatus or whatever we had, I actually started thinking Lucy Lumen, like, what if one day Lucy abandons me? You know, she gets too big for the analog hour. I'll have to put up, have to put an ad in the newspaper uh, for for a new Lucy Lumen. You know, there's only one Lucy Lumen, but I'll have That's to true. put an ad in the newspaper or put an ad on, you know, Gumtree or Craigslist or whatever you want to call for it. For a new film, so, film, yeah. be, film best friend. So I thought, what you know, what can I, what can I add? How can I describe this person? So I came up with a Lucy Lumen starter pack. Okay. okay. So here is my Lucy Lumen starter pack. Now, um, apologies to everyone watching on YouTube. I've got to put my glasses on. I, can't, I literally can't see a thing. I can just sort of vaguely see you on the screen there, Lucy. Okay. So the first thing is in the Lucy Lumen starter pack is you need a black bob haircut. Okay. Yep. Okay. That sounds yep. like a good place to start. The second thing is you need retro shades with a thick white rim. Yes. You've got more than a few of them. <laughs> more than a few. Yeah. Quite a few pairs. <laughs> the third thing is you need a Nikon L35 AF. Of course. Uh, two rolls of Ektar because film's expensive these days. That's all you can afford. <laughs> um, a bucket full of on-camera flash. Yes, love a bit of on-camera flash. <laughs> Some colourful vintage clothes. <laughs> I feel so exposed right now. <laughs> Some synthwave background music. A scrunched up face for taking photos. Oh, yes. I know. How's my photo face? God. <laughs> and an infectious laugh. There you go. That's my, oh, my, my Lucy Lumen starter pack. Starter pack. Oh, it's nowhere yeah. near as mean as I, um, oh, I'm as I mean. thought it would be. I'm not mean. There's a couple of digs in there, but, you know. Oh, I'm I love not, that. Not, yeah. I'll have so what, to do what, a Matt Murray one. Oh, gosh. What would you put in your, your Lucy Lumen starter pack? Anything else that you can think of? Or? No, I think I was just saying to Lux, like, oh, It'd be like, you know, Sonny's, like a point and shoot, yeah. um, you know, a, a YouTube channel, like stuff yeah. like that. So I feel like yours is a lot better than mine. Mine was well, very vague. So, yeah. We've got the, um, we have these agricultural fairs in Australia, you know, the Echo and the Royal Easter Show mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And so you could have like a Lucy Lumen show bag with all of those those things <laughs> in it. And, and the young kids could be Lucy Lumen, you know. They can put their Sonny's on and yeah. like their little fake, like L35 well, that, AF. The, the show bag would have to cost like $1,000 these yeah. days with the L35 AF. So, uh, yeah. We'd have to put, we'll put a pano camera. Yes. In and there. just write L35 AF. Yeah, yeah. Draw like the, the red line know. on it. Yeah. Kids won't know. We'll take the blinds <laughs> out so they can shoot full frame, you know. So, yeah. Oh, that was such a great way to start off um, episode three. Some, some lols. Some lols. And that's all we have time for. We'll yeah, see you next it. time. We'll see you next time. <laughs> um, but no, what have you been, um, what have you been shooting? Tell us all, Matt. Uh, well, uh, I'll, what have I been shooting? Um, I've been shooting few i think on episode three episode two we were talking about i'd just gone through a whole load of roles sent them down yep. to the lab mm -hmm. got all the results back this time i've really struggled to finish off some roles um i felt like 
like the last batch, perhaps some of the shots I hurried a bit. Maybe I was trying to finish the roll off too quickly and some of the shots weren't as good as they could have been. Mm -hmm. So these were, it was a combination of trying to sort of almost not baby the roles, but just sort of take it a bit slower, you know, film slows me down, you know. Yeah, slows me down, man. (laughs) Make sure every shot on that roll's a banger, you know. Um, And actually one night I actually loaded up um, some Agent Shadow. It arrived just after the last, yeah, just after the last uh, episode of Analog Hour arrived. So I actually loaded some of that up in my Fujifilm Class S, dialed in ISO 1600. So I'm going to get it pushed two stops by a lab. I'm not sure which lab. Uh, I might have to cheat on Ikigai um, because I, I might have to send some other film that they don't process to another lab anyway. So I'm, okay. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, yep. But I, I shot about 20 frames that night. Okay. In cool. one night, it was really good. Uh, and then since then, I've been sort of shooting a few different cameras, a couple of new ones. I'll tell you about my my film camera pickups later mm-hmm. on. Um, but yeah, I've, but long story short, I've really struggled to to finish off some roles. What about you? Yeah, um, I haven't shot that much because obviously we were sick and then we had all that bad weather. So that was probably the longest I'd gone not shooting since starting the YouTube channel, I think. Um, And I did get really like, I think that that's kind of why I got a little bit down because I was like, I really need that. Like that's my kind of like, you know, my outlet. Um, so film photography yeah. is good for the soul. It is good for the soul. And bad for, for your the mental. Oh, so bad for the so bad for the bank account. But yeah, good for good for my mental health. So I um so I finally did get to shoot and sent some rolls off to Ikigai. Um, I got the uh, first roll back from my Yushika T4 yeah. that I was talking about in the uh, last episode that was sent to me so kindly by Chris. Um, yeah, so I just put a roll of Ultramax through it because I just wanted to bash out the 24 shots and get it developed to make sure it was like all working fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise you're going to send it back. <laughs> Otherwise I was going to be like, Hey buddy. No. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So they look, they look good, but you know, when you shoot like a test roll, it's kind of just, yeah. you are just sort of like going through it. Compromise. So yeah. But like, they like amazing, like very sharp. And I can't wait to like use it like more seriously now that I know that it works. Yeah. So that, and I have loaded it up actually with um, some of the, Ectochrome. I hope everyone Ooh. can see that in focus there. Um, that you um, gave to me, Matt. I'm, mm. I'm going to get it cross-processed to enter your Expo competition. That is on until is it the end of August? <sighs> until end of August. End of yeah. August. So we've got ten entries so far in the okay. Expo contest. The the idea is that you just have to shoot a roll of film and get it cross-processed. Uh, any roll of film from January 2022 until the end of August 2022. And all the details are on mattlovescameras.com. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a really fun competition. I'm excited to see like everyone else's results. Uh, I think it'll be, yeah, really interesting. So I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty wild, to be honest, putting like that, that's nearly like it's been, it's 2003. So like almost 20 years expired yeah. in a point and shoot. And I shot, I've taken 19 shots and I took them all at night with the, um, flash. Nice. That's cause Lucy Lumen flash. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to see like that combo of things in a yeah. roll of film. I think it'll be really exciting. Um, I've, and I've had about, I bought about, um, I bought a brick of that film. I can't remember. 
I think it was 20, it was 20 sealed rolls of that film. And I've generally had pretty good results with it. I've, I've always rated it at box speed, ISO 64. It is grainy. It is definitely grainy. Mm. Uh, there's no getting around that. It's not a typical, you know, it's not, you know, ISO 64 film would usually be pretty good, but yeah, yeah, age yeah. has caught up with it. But other than that, it's, it's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really um, super excited. So I shot that, um, got that in there now. And then um, Lux has shot his first roll through the Nikon FM2N. Nice. Which was something that he purchased because he was Without so. Without authorization. Well, I let him. I didn't let him buy it, but I said, "You go, you know, go for it." Because he um, was. Oh, it's quite heavy. It's a bit of a workout. Um, because he was so upset that we didn't get to go to the camera fair, and he was seeing everyone's like videos and purchases yeah. and stuff, and he was just like dying. So I was like, "Please, just buy something." Yeah. So he got that, and um, I believe it's the. Same camera that the Afghan girl, Steve, Stephen yes, Curry. I yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So he's very excited about that. So now he wants the lens. The... I've got the lens. Oh, you've got the lens. I've got so the he'll lens. be like, he's well, Matt Murray has the lens, so yeah. I have to have the lens. <laughs> They're not that expensive either. I can't remember how much it was. It might have been uh, three, it's about 200 US dollars, maybe. Maybe it was less. I can't remember. Okay. It wasn't that bad. That's so, not too yeah. bad. I could maybe yeah. approve that. It's a, it's a um, long lens though. Like it's the only working lens I've got for the, my FM3A at the moment. Okay. And yep. so it's at the FM, I've got, I've got a roll of Portra 160 at the moment in the FM3A. That's another roll I'm trying to finish off. Mm -hmm. And you go out for the day to try and, and you pick up the FM3 and you FM3A and you're like, whoa, like 105 mil is kind of, yeah, telephoto, you know? So It is. Yes, mm. definitely. Um, yeah. So he shot a roll of uh, Fuji C200 through that, got some really nice portraits. Um, I did a real on Instagram um, if anybody wants to check them out. Um, and he has uh, also um, followed uh, you with the Cine still and he's pushed it to 3200 oh, wow. in his Leica R4. Yeah. So halfway through that role, the camera actually died when we were no. out. I know, like, like, cause it's all, it's, it's electronic and yeah. Um, yeah. Like everything just stopped working. And I was like, Oh, cause that was like my present to him. And it's yeah. like, you know, I was like, Oh, this is so like, we're out like at night and it's Cine still 400 days. So it's like, you know, we only, that's the only role we have left. Yeah, um, yeah. But then two hours later, mirac miraculously, it just started working again. So oh, wow. Um, so hopefully it stays like that. <laughs> so, so if you I won't go on mention it again. At the moment, Lucy Lumen's selling <laughs> yeah. a Leica perfect working condition mint plus plus plus. For now, yeah, yes, yeah. So um, hopefully one week warranty. Yes, yeah, twenty four hour warranty. Um, I actually sold a beautiful Olympus AF ten Super. Um, I put a couple of rolls through it. It was working great. Lady bought it off me, contacted me a week later. Said the, she bought it for a birthday present for someone, and, and the roll wasn't taking the film up. And I was. Uh, messaging her and like showing her a video like i've got another one here so i was showing her a video and she was showing me a video and i'm like oh okay i said oh, do you want to come down and meet me um, in, in cleveland nearby and i took a couple of backup cameras and it, all of a sudden like it worked fine for me it's not working for her so this is the thing with these cameras is oh, so in the end i swapped it yeah she swapped it for a really i had a really nice pentax zoom camera that would look like it was brand new and she happily took that for a friend her friend come down as well but it's mm -hmm. just a reminder like you know you don't know how much time some of these cameras have got, right? I know. Yeah. It's um that's that's the thing. Like, yeah, they're very temperamental and you just don't know. There's actually a listener question later on mm. uh that is um very relevant to what we're talking about right. now and to both of us because we love we love point and shoots. So yeah. um, but we'll save that for later on in the chat. We've got a lot of good listener interaction coming up uh yep. later on in the show. Excellent. 
Um, so that's, yeah, that wraps up pretty much what I've been shooting. What about you um, and your purchases since we last spoke? Well, let me, let me consult my little list here because I, I do need notes. <laughs> you love a purchase. Um, so I did go to the Brisbane Camera Fair, Lucy Lumen, and um, I was there. And the details of this are actually my latest video, which is something what's it called 10 items you should take camera hunting or something like that. YouTube.com forward slash Matt Loves Cameras. Mm -hmm. And I sort of detail um, what happened. Basically, I got to the, the fair a little bit early and um, like it opened at, it said 10.30, which I thought was weird because I had a stand there last year. It was 10 o'clock last year and there's mm. like a queue down the block. Got there at 10 o'clock and there's no one there. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I realized it opened up early at 10 o'clock. And I went in and literally with the first table I went to, I, I recognized a gentleman there because uh, I bought a couple of things off him last year. And uh, the first thing I saw was a little tiny little camera. And it was, I thought it was a sure shot sleek at first. No, it's a Ricoh R1. So nice the LCD one. is not very good, but it's for uh, 68 US dollars. It's a, it's a great little camera. Yeah. And I think I'm up to, I think I've got 13 shots left or is it 38 shots left? I don't know because the LCD doesn't work yeah. very well. Uh, but I got that. And then as I was talking to the gentleman um, about everything, uh, I suddenly looked down and I saw this name, you know, Yashka on the, on the table. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it was a Yashka T3D for the princely sum of 135 Australian dollars, which is 92 American dollars. And I couldn't believe it. I didn't Very have a battery. Yeah, he had a battery. And um, yeah, I snapped this up. These go up, for, yeah. you know, 400 US dollars quite often. Yeah, uh, so that's really good. I was made up and I'm, I now have not to brag Lucy Lemon, but I now have the Kyocera T3 double. I've got the Yashka T3 and the Contax T3. You do. So I've got the double. You know, my life yeah. is complete. What can I say? <laughs> I'm glad that the camera fair could make your life complete. <laughs> oh, and I've got something, a couple other things arrived that I've been waiting for. So the Agent Shadow I've already showed you. Yep. Pingo. Oh, look the at Pingo. Pingo Penguin camera. And, um, oh, you know, so he's... cute. Uh, wind it up. It's the sound of quality <laughs> right there. So I'll be putting a roll through Pingo. He's he probably. Um, I might wait till later in the year when it gets a bit light. Oh, it's pretty bright, I suppose, at the moment. Um, I'll see it what It has happens. been really nice. Really yeah. nice, like blue skies, like yep. sunny, very ectar. Like a bit cold. A bit cold, though. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. wind today was just, oh, it was freezing. Yeah. yeah. So there um, you go. Yeah, you okay. Bought? That's a good good haul. I, I was sad to not be at the camera fair, but not for the cameras, more from the social aspect. It was funny because, yeah. like, I was really bummed out because of that. And Lux was just bummed out because he was like, I just want the cameras. And yeah. I was like, oh, I wanted to see this person and see this person. And I really wanted to meet Naomi. Yes. Um, oh, she there? Yeah, she, she oh, was there. Know. Yeah. I'm not sure how long she was there for, but yeah. Um, and Nathan, because I haven't actually met Nathan. I wasn't sure that Nathan went actually. Uh, maybe he did. Oh, maybe he didn't. I can't remember now because he said he was going to bring his daughter and I was like, oh, that'd be really ah, okay. cool. And yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if he did actually end up going. But yeah, I, I was bummed out to not be there, but I'm glad um, I got to live vicariously through you yeah. with your purchases. Um, so that was good. So Now, when we... you, sorry to interrupt, but when you said Lux just then, I just remembered I got something else new. I've got the Lux Junior. Uh... Flash Lux from Goddard. Lux Jr. Little Luca. Yeah, AKA Luca. Luca. So Lux, I've got this I'm going to play around with, with my digital and my film cameras. So that's, oh, that's going cool. to be a, a bundle of fun as well. Look out for a review coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say you're going to review that because you used, um, you used a Goddard flash that day that we met. Uh, yeah. You took some pictures of me. Yeah. I've got a few Godox flashes. I've got the AD 200, AD 400. They're really big ones. And then mm -hmm. I've got the 685 and I've now got the Lux Junior. So the good good flashes uh, and I'll, I'll do a review of that. So, yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Um, 
yeah, so purchases wise, we've still managed to uh, accumulate a few things, which seems to happen every month. So we Lux got the Nikon um, FM2N and then he also got the other day for 50 bucks, which is pretty good, this Canon um, Canonet QL17, nice. which wow. is the same, it's the same camera that Hashem used to shoot all the photos in his zine. Yeah. Um, which if anyone's seen, like ha- has a copy, it's beautiful. I think it's still available. Um, it's amazing. I'll, I'll link it below. Uh, but yeah, it's very quiet shutter. So perfect for street photography. Yep. It is a range finder, which I have um, told everybody I am not a fan of. So I probably yeah. won't be using it, but we have the QL 25, I think it is. And that's a lot bigger, a lot chunkier. Yeah. Um, yep. So this is kind of the same we were looking before and it's kind of the same, um, uh, size as the Olympus trip. It's just a lot heavier. So, um, yeah, pretty cool little camera. And then also, uh, and a lot more excitingly for me, we bought a, um, a Fuji, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, a Fuji Instax wide, Nice. which I am like super in love with. Yeah. I've never used, um, I think I've had friends that have had like, you know, like when I was really young, like, you yeah. know, Fuji, like Instax cameras and use them and be like, Oh, cool. Um, but I've always been a Polaroid person um but it's so expensive i don't really shoot it that much um Mm. but this is like amazing like i think my hit rate was a lot better with Mm. um with these like a lot more consistent because with polaroid it's always a bit sort of for me anyway and i do hear this from other people like yeah like sometimes it'll be great and then other times i'll just get like three or four shots that just aren't you know hitting exposure or like there'll be a streak on it or something's gone wrong um so i'm feeling a lot more confident with this and yeah just i i i love the wide as well like Mm. i think that's really really cool and um and the The film is a lot cheaper so yeah yeah film is a lot cheaper i have heard in i'm in a couple of like instax and polaroid groups and people were saying in North America and Europe that some people were reporting there was an Instax wide shortage. They just couldn't get a much Instax oh, wide. Oh, really? And I think it's supply chain issues and getting the film to places and stuff. Um, but yeah, Instax wide is uh, really cool. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm like super, I'm converted. Mm. I, I did put something on my story the other day and I had a few people like, yeah, like Team Fuji. And then other people were like crying, like, no, because yeah. they love Polar. It does tend to kind of go that way, but... Well, what do you think? What do you think the difference is in size between a Polaroid and an Instax wide? The size? Yeah. Um, you put I don't them know. Together. Now that I, I don't, I don't know. I, almost exactly I the same size. Yeah, I wouldn't think it would be much yeah. different. It's yeah. just, it throws you because of the aspect ratio yeah. being a rectangle. You mm. think, oh, they're different sizes, but sizes. you put them together and they're almost exactly the same size. You've just got, the mm. only thing that annoys me about the white is, yeah, the, the white strip along the bottom. And it feels like you've always got a, to me, I've always got a, shoot in in uh horizontal like um what do you call it mode Mo- yeah um, rather than in, in mode. portrait yeah, you've got yeah. That. yeah 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 i know Whereas, what you mean you know polaroid's a bit more you know shooting for squares a bit more easier isn't it but mm. I, I do love a bit of instax why i got i got a bundle of them here so yeah yeah i'm really loving it um and i think we got it for like 30 i'm loving it yeah um 30 dollars i think it was on ebay so 30 dollars yeah i think because lux was lowballing yeah on ebay for things and seeing who would sort of buy it so uh yeah so pretty good deal so i'm happy with that um and i think that's pretty much it in uh what we've yeah what we've bought so we can move on to uh a little bit of catching up on content like what you have put out in case anybody's missed it or what you um have in the pipeline matthew 
Well, the big news is, and I, you reminded me a second ago when you were talking about Hashim and Izzine, is the big news, what I've been doing um, just before I got COVID and then I had a hiatus for about a week and didn't touch anything. Um, but <laughs> these zines arrived from my first um, community collab project of the year. So this is the second fantastic zine, um, some really fantastic images in there, all taken with cheap pano cameras. Um, so there's 42 people who took part in this. Some really wonderful, like mm, the amount of the, the, awesome the photos um, in this scene, uh, you know, there's only one of mine in there, so I'm not being, it's like it's my zine. It's, these are taken by 42 different people in the community. And, and the, the quality of images taken on cheap plastic pano cameras that people would not even buy for $2, a lot of people would pass up. Uh, the quality is just amazing. So well done to everyone. I have mm. one of these left, one of these left for sale at mattlovescameras.com. All the rest of the other 50 have sold out. And then I also, um, I was selling like a bonus zine. Uh, because it's, this is, I knew, I sort of calculated the weight and I thought, right, there's a bit more weight in there. I'll sell some bonus scenes. Yep. So I did this little zine up of 10 images of Polaroids that I've taken in the beautiful seaside suburb of Wynnum here in Brisbane. Yeah. And can uh, I and just so say, Matt, those, well. those Polaroids are amazing. Like, Aww. so, so good. When I was flipping through, I was, um, it was really nice to see them just all together, like just Polaroids. Because I feel like Polaroids, when you post them online. Yeah. I don't know. It never really like, you know, it doesn't, yeah. uh, you know, fully do them justice. So and some people them... post them with the border and some people post them without the border. And it's always, there's no sort of standard convention, but mm. I always leave the border on there. Yep. Um, and what I also tried I to do so. was I tried some of the scans weren't great. Some of the scans weren't quite exact. Like some of the borders aren't quite as big as other borders, but I tried to make the Polaroids in this scene, actual size of real Polaroids. Um, so, you know, like you didn't want to make them that big, like a postage stamp, you know, you, I wanted to yep. make them exact and they're almost exactly the same size as Polaroids. So that's yep. been great. I've got all of them out now about, I think 48 have gone out. Um, so I've got one more order that's come in yesterday and I've got one more to sell. So it's been very successful. Congratulations. So oh, good. You, you are, you are, um, king of, king of zines. <laughs> At least to me anyway, because I have zero, <laughs> zero zines. Um, and I love the community. Um, yeah. The, the community ones. I was just going to say quickly, um, what, uh, what sort of draws you to, I've just gone into podcast mode here, like asking you a question. Um, what draws you to like a community zine project over like putting out your own zines? Uh, I think it's just the feedback from people that they really enjoy it. So that's actually the fourth one I've run. So the first one was a pan the first fantastic then we did um, Sprocktastic, which was about exposing sprockets on 35 mil film. Then we did uh, Purple Grain, the Purple mm -hmm. Grain one, yep. uh, about shooting Lomochrome Purple. And then this one's the fourth one, which is Pantastic 2, which is a really, surprisingly, it's really, really popular. You wouldn't think that a lot of people are inter interested in those focus-free plastic pano cameras, but it seems to be a great leveler. You know, a lot of people mm. have them and they're happy mm -hmm. to shoot with them. Um, what draws me to, to do them? I get, yeah, just the feedback from the people saying how much they enjoy it. Um, and you know, I really enjoy the judging episodes. So Matthew Joseph is a regular judge on the fantastic and Matthew yep. Joseph will be joining me to, uh, judge the X pro one as well. Awesome. Um, yep. So I do really enjoy it. It is a lot of work. I'm not trying mm. to be like St. Matthew here, <laughs> but it, it is a lot of work. But when you get like this week, I think the first batch that went out before I had COVID, there was 15 or 16 that went out and they were all international ones. And I think in one day I had six or seven people in the United States say, um, post on their stories that they got theirs. And that is just such, awesome. such a nice feeling that yeah. they, they got them all. Um, oh, so nice. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, congratulations. I think it's so great. And 
it's so nice. This was the first time I've seen my work in a zine. Yeah, like, yeah. So it was really cool to like, you know, you look through and you're looking at everyone's bit like, you know, you do look for yours because you're like, oh, mine's in there. And yeah, really, really exciting. And it makes you feel part of a, oh, there's my, there's my Ektar yeah. shot. Yeah. So um, yeah, really cool. And I know it's a lot of time and effort that you put in. So thank you. And it's just, it's the time and effort isn't so bad. It's, it's the worry because the first scene I ever did was my own zine every summer and I made a typo in there and my wife didn't pick it up. As soon as I showed it to my mum, my mum picked it up straight away. Oh, it wasn't even a type. It was a typo. It wasn't a, I think I put an extra and where there shouldn't have been an and so it didn't, it sounded weird. Um, yep. I was devastated. So a lot of like probably the last two hours I put into this was double checking everything. I spelt someone's surname wrong. Yeah. Luckily I picked that up. Yeah. But you're just paranoid. Like have I, what if I, produce the zine mm. and I forget someone's photo or I get their name wrong or I get their Instagram. So there's a lot of, a lot of the work is cross checking everything with a community one. Cause Definitely. you don't want to, you don't want them to buy it and take part and you get their name wrong, you know? So totally. I think it's that uh, responsibility. I think Absolutely. I've, I've said this before on the podcast and I think I've said it to you as well. Like um, with, I worry so much more with the podcast, um, even though like kind of the stakes are lower, like, you know, as in it's, it's just audio um you know lots of reasons but yeah you know my, my audience isn't as big on the on the podcast as it is on youtube but with youtube it's just me so like yeah. if i mess up or someone doesn't agree with me or i say it's just on me it's like it's on lucy lumen yeah i'll wear it but when it's someone else i like i you know it's like i have to do them justice or i try yeah, to as much as i can so i always get more worried about that than anything mm. else so um i think that shows you're a good person though so we're just you know we're, yeah. we're such good people we're so good <laughs> And that's it. See you next time. No. Um, <laughs> so awesome. And what else is happening with you content wise? Um, Matt, you put out a new video. Yeah. So for, for about a week, I didn't do anything, uh, mm -hmm. which was really annoying. I actually shot some B-roll at the Brisbane Camera Fair. And I sort of had the idea of, of writing. Um, I, when I went to the Brisbane Camera Fair, long, it's a very long story, but I, I explain it all in my latest video. But basically, mm -hmm. I wasn't prepared. I took some batteries with me, like I took some CR123A and a couple other ones. But I really didn't have other batteries. For example, I didn't have a battery for the, the Shika T3 because it yep. takes some weird battery. And I come away, I didn't have enough money with me. And I come away oh. thinking, you're, you've had a year to prepare for this. You've actually had 13 <laughs> months because it was delayed a month. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't prepared, right? So I come away with this list of 10 things. And then I did, I've done a video about that 10 things that you need, 10 items you should have when camera hunting. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And it's actually, I actually thought, this is, I make the mistake every time and I tell Lucy Lumen this. I think I, it'll be like six or seven minutes tops. It's like, I think it's actually my longest video at 20 minutes. Um, so it's uh, good, good for the old YouTube watch hours. Um, yep. But right at the end, no one's mentioned this yet. I wonder if people are clicking off. But right at the end, there's a special cameo from Marshall Dalmatian, the Matt Loves Cameras Pooch. Oh, love so, a bit of Marshall. Yeah, love yeah. a bit of Marshall, love a bit of black and white spottiness. So, <laughs> um, so I did that. I've written a couple of articles for F-Stoppers, which is good. Um, what else? I did a new podcast, episode 62 of Matt Loves Cameras Podcasts. Um, Amazing. And that's, that's about it. Yeah, well, that's a lot. That's a lot for one one for person to be. Yeah, who's in. had COVID, like got a family, got a full-time job, got a dog, like that's a lot. So well done. Uh, lots of content for people to um, consume. So definitely head over and check that out. I haven't watched your new video yet because I've been quite busy, but we will probably be watching it tonight and I can't wait to as, see as Marshall. As a way to, so. to, to fall asleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the 20 minutes of Matt Murray. We need sleeping I, pills. No, I, um, I, I know what you mean with the long videos. Like yeah. I 
I think we've managed to get them down a little bit, but yeah. my latest video was like 25 minutes or something really long, but it didn't feel like it was that long. Cause I was just yeah. talking and I was talking, it's because I was talking about cameras. So you say one thing, then you got another thing and then you pull out another camera and that leads you to another camera and, yeah. you know, but I think people, people like that. So, um, but yeah, I put that out and it was sort of a beginner, like my take on what would be a good beginner film yep. camera. I did still have COVID when I filmed that because I am that dedicated. So I'm not my usual peppy Lucy Lemon self in that. And I watched it back and I was like, wow, like I didn't sort of realize. I, um, I think I told you that, didn't I? Yeah, and it wasn't a criticism. <laughs> I just said, you seemed a bit like. Yeah, down, not yeah. as. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just really wanted to like do something because we'd just been in and, yeah. you know, I had the energy for that, but it just wasn't my usual uh, energy level the same with my latest the last podcast i did i listened back to the intro and i'm like oh my gosh i sound terrible no so you sound beautiful matt <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah so other than that i've been writing for f stoppers yep. um i've yeah. got a few yeah a few articles i'm really one, loving it's gone ape it's gone ape bananas yes. It's gone totally, totally bananas. No, it's not. just, I know it's crazy. You just, it's funny what people like, you know, gravitate towards, but I think it's because mm. it's more broad. Yep. Um, it's just quotes, quotes that I picked out that I think can change your kind of mindset towards photography. Not from um, cat posters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I did write back to that person and then Someone they got commented back to me. <laughs> on the article. I saw that. Someone commented on the article. They sounded like cat poster quotes. Yeah, he was like he was inspirational. Okay it, he wasn't too bad. He wasn't too bad. No, I, I'm a lot more sensitive with my writing than I am in the videos. Like yeah. a lot of the time in videos, I say stuff and I'm, I'm always wrong about like cameras or something like that. And Lux will even say behind the camera. And I'm like, you know what? I'm at the point where I don't care anymore. Like yeah, leave it yeah. in because that's me. Um, but I think with the writing thing, I'm a bit more self-conscious because yeah. like yeah. I didn't finish school and like all these other things. But it's totally not the that cat put poster person's fault like he's got no idea he's just yeah, like yeah. you know so anyway uh water under the bridge if you're yep. if he happens to be listening um so yeah put those out and then um i also interviewed the co-founders of darkroom tech oh, so yeah, the yeah. place where i saw my prints um so i interviewed them which i was really stoked to interview somebody you know, like that, because I've never done that before. So I was quite mm. nervous, but they're really lovely. Like I've been chatting with them for a few months now and they always get back to my emails and they're really helpful and, you know, they give me advice and yeah, they're just really great. So they shared like some exciting um, new things that are coming for their website. Um, it'll be, um, it should be out in like a couple of weeks. I think they're just like fixing a few things. Um, sure. So there'll be lots of different um yeah, different options for like ordering and like the layout of it and everything and the experience should be a lot better. So excited for that. And then they offered tips on how to sell more prints nice. um, on your, like if you're wanting to um, kind of, you know, boost your sales or things yeah. you can do. So yeah, that should be out um, in the next few weeks, but that was really um, good. It was an experience too, trying to interview two people. Yeah. Normally, do you know what I mean? Cause you ask a question and then both people look and they're like, who's answering. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, I'll have to remember that for next time to like maybe prompt each person so there's not that awkward yeah it's usually like when i've had jeff and gabe uh, from my dreamer cameras on my podcast had them on twice usually they would because they've got a good working relationship mm. they would say gabe do you want to take this one jeff would say that or the other way around yeah um, so and the other thing was when i had the, uh, the middle of last year 
last winter I had a podcast called Matt's Love Cameras and there was there was four of us Matt's. We I all remember that one. Matt. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in that, when they didn't know it, like they knew each other, but they didn't have a working relationship. I, I would say, you know, Matt Jones, what do you think of this? Let's start with you. Yep. So, but it, it, it's interesting because, yeah, what you were saying, but I, you would, would think that if they worked together, they might, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they were pretty good, but I was just, I was, I'm always trying to think of like, you know, reflect and, and yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I think like next time I'd be a lot more aware of that because I just hadn't really yeah. thought about it. So, um, so yeah, and um, that's, that's it. I batch filmed um, two videos the other day and that definitely helps. Um, I don't know if you've been doing that, but yeah, batch filming, um, batch creating kind of content really, really helps. So I've got two videos that should be you know, out over the next um, few weeks. So that gives me a bit of time to do like other stuff, like the podcast or writing mm. or, you know, just, yeah. I have the idea stuff. to batch film, batch record videos. Um, Cause I usually do it in a weekend when everyone's out for some reason, I'm mm. like, oh, I've got an hour, but I never, like, I, I film on my iPhone. And so usually by the time I finish one video, it's down to 20% or something. So it hasn't come off yet, but yep. one day I'll be, I'll be organized enough to uh, do that. It takes a while, I think, to get there. We didn't do it for ages, but yeah, it's definitely, it definitely helps out for sure. Do you change your outfit when you do that? I do. And that's one of my favorite parts, <laughs> Matthew Murray, changing into another colorful vintage colorful, outfit. And... A different color, different pair of shades. <laughs> and Lux is like, hurry up. Um, yeah, no, I do do that. Um, so I think that's, that's pretty much it for the first segment of us catching up on everything. Um, but I wanted to reveal the winner of last episode's playlist so we picked uh, you picked loma chrome purple as the film stock and we each curated like a playlist of four songs that an we EP. an ep that's right an ep i'm sorry um of what right. we <laughs> i know i'm the vinyl lover over here um so we yeah we we made an ep and it was you know the songs that embodied that film stock for us yep. and they were quite different i think hmm. our um approaches uh, so Lucy's playlist came in at 68% mm-hmm. and Matt's came in at 32% um, with a total of 34 votes from our, um, from our That's audience. not bad because if you wait that, because this went out on your channel, right? They're your yep. fans. So if you wait that <laughs> accordingly, I think that's a victory for me. For sure. Yep. That's a victory well for done, me. Matt. Well done, Matt. Well done. <laughs> no, well done. I think um, that, was, that was good. I think everyone preferred your your ear bleeders over over my yeah my sounds. my lo-fi ear bleeders <laughs> yeah no but it's I think it's really interesting it's such a cool thing I really encourage like other people to do it as well because like mm. I just yeah it's a really cool way to like you know sonically kind of express the um the, the, yeah. the film stock I just think it's really cool so I it was my turn so I chose my favorite Kodak Ektar what a surprise what a surprise to the audience so um, we each made an EP. Um, so you go through yours first, Matt, because um, okay. it's got some bangers on it. It's got some bangers and bussin bangers. <laughs> so I've called my playlist. It's a public playlist called Matt Loves Ektar. So if you if you go to Spotify and put Matt Loves Ektar, you'll probably see it. The cover mm-hmm. art is a picture that I took down at my local little beach of a red boat. I love that red boat. Yeah. The red boat disappeared about two years ago. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, no. um, so the first song, and I had problem with this song because I feel like the only way, way the only place to put this song in a playlist is the first song, is "Take Me Out" by Franz Ferdinand. Banger, banger, Such, absolutely that whole banger. Album. classic. That yeah, whole album is. is amazing. So yeah. good. I remember when it came out, just so cool. And that song is just yeah, total banger. 
The second one is uh, from a little bit further down Britain uh, in Leeds. We've got the Ruby by the Kaiser Chiefs. Yep, it's another banger. Ruby, 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 Ruby. Yep. I've seen them live. Oh, wow. Yep, at, awesome. um, yeah, a festival. Yep, I have yep. a so vague another, recollection. Another guitar-based banger. The third one is one that some people uh, may not know. This I, I've actually, what happened was about two or three years ago, I heard this song on the radio and or I heard it somewhere and I hadn't it, it you know sometimes when you hear a song and instantly takes you back 20 well not 20 years for you to listen you'd be like three <laughs> but for me this instantly it was really weird I heard this song on the radio and I, I was actually overcome by like nostalgia, nostalgia. And this melancholy feeling of wow, yeah. I used to be young like mm. um so this is a song called uh it's called stone me into the groove by atomic swing it used okay. to be very big on the Triple J back in the 90s. Um, and yeah, it was just a moment of, I haven't heard this song for years. And it's not that well known a song, but again, it's a great, um, great guitar song, great vocals, great guitar mm -hmm. solo. So there's three great guitar bangers there. And then to round it off, you know, thinking about Ekdar and Color, I came up with uh, She's a Rainbow by the Rolling Stones. Which is so um, apt. Like that's yes. so perfect for uh for Hector definitely and Lucy's first song is Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog <laughs> maybe not no it's definitely not can I ask <laughs> you a little bit more about your playlist Matt so what what oh, yeah. what like what do they're all really great songs and she's a rainbow for sure and I can kind of see like or hear feel whatever you know through the whole thing like Hector but but in your own words like what what uh, drew you to these songs for so, to me like you know a hundred speed film with bright colors saturation contrast to me that's like bright and brash and to me that's like guitar sort of sounds yeah and, it, and it's the kind of thing that you're either going to love it or hate it depending on the conditions so for example if you're you know i don't know if you're in a sad mood do you necessarily i don't know if you're in a, this mood or that mood do you really want to listen to really heavy sort of guitar you know bangers maybe yep. not maybe you want to listen to something a bit more soothing or a bit more so it's kind of like it doesn't suit every single uh situation same as Ektar, but however when you're in that mood it's an absolute bangers you know yeah so that's how i, I felt like yep. very loud you know but colorful Bright kind of and... great melodies and yeah yeah i love it yeah that's how i feel as well uh very similar and i love i just love hearing that like it's so much more interesting to me than like the latitude of Kodak Ektar or any other film. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just so much more creative. I love yeah. it. I am um, available for music podcasts as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> available for all your music. We'll and have a special U2 and... special for three yes. hours. I was actually listening to some in interviews with Brian Eno oh, yeah. uh, on Tuesday because I had the day to myself and I was thinking of you because they kept um, the, the person that was interviewing um Eno kept bringing up um, like all of the things that he had produced mm. for like you two and yep. like all this stuff. And I was like, oh, it's like, so I, I feel like I just like had blocked that out until like you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah. And then now it's like, I hear, I'm hearing it like all the time. So yeah, 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 yeah really interesting. So my playlist um, for me, Kodak Ektar is like you say, it's like my favorite film. It's bright and colorful and really summery. Um, and like, like I said, like, you know, blue skies and like a clear blue sky. I'm always like, I just want to shoot Ektar, like hundred ISO. We live on the gold coast. So we like have really good weather for that. Um, so for me, it's like, yeah, summer. And it does kind of have a bit of a, like an LA feel for me. 
Um, I think because when I was in LA, it was like I was there in summer and like, yeah, the weather was very similar to here and it looked very similar to the Gold Coast, like the palm trees and, you know, like it's sort of um, uh, very reminiscent of the of the Gold Coast. It's just a lot bigger and Although, there's a lot more going on. one important difference I've heard, the mm. water temperature in California apparently is really quite cold, even in summer. Oh, really? Yeah, it's I really the, the water okay. temperature. Okay, compared mm. to here. I didn't do any. It's like a bath um, here. Yeah. Like a warm yeah. bath. Like a <laughs> practicing your broad Australian accent practicing there, Practicing the Aussie accent. <laughs> Our overseas listeners will love that <laughs> if they're not getting enough from me. Because I, when I listen back to myself, I'm like, oh, my God, I sound so Australian. Especially That's when I'm like knife. talking to, you know, like Mike Gutterman or someone like that who's like sounds really, yeah, Amer- yeah. like sounds really American, you know. Um, anyway, so back to my playlist. So I picked the first song is by Best Coast and they are. That was a good song. I like that. Yeah, did you like that song? That's one of my I favorite. That, yeah favorite albums um i have i have a, a tattoo of best coast they're one of my favorite bands and um that whole album is like super super summery like it's just like sun drenched and fun and like yeah it's just it's to me it's like list if i could put my headphones on listen to that and go shoot a roll of ectar that would be like my happy place um so when the sun don't shine so that's um the first song and then the second song is the beach boys yep Good vibrations. I'm Classic. a huge, huge Beach Boys fan, uh, massive Beach Boys fan. And they're for me very similar to the first, um, like similar to the first band. Um, but the first band's like obviously more contemporary, but um, yeah, really evoking that like LA kind of um summery feel. And then the third song is by another it's about the Beach Boys. I always thought Good Vibrations was on Pet Sounds, but it wasn't, was it? No, it wasn't on Pet Sounds. Mm. No, no. Um, Pet Sounds is probably my favorite album i think and i did look through pet sounds and think of picking one of the songs from there but Mm. they're actually kind of a little bit like beach boys have that they're happy and but then they've got this sort of underlying like kind of melancholy to them especially when you know more about brian Mm. wilson's like story um and you know more about like him and his struggles so i didn't know those pet sounds is the album that inspired sergeant peppers uh, because Pink Paul McCartney picked it up and they just, the Beatles listened to it and they said, well, we've got to do something better than this now. Yeah, so, yes. yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I think they were um, inspired by each other a lot and kind of trying to top each other and yeah. then creating all these like amazing things. So uh, I'm glad that that happened. Um, so next up is Jacuzzi Boys, who are, I think they're another LA band. Um, they're something I used to listen to a lot, like when I was in my early twenties. Um, and yeah, this song just has like, yeah, that real carefree summary, bright sort of like vibe. Um, and then the fourth song is not as happy. Um, it's by Elliot Smith and anybody listening, anybody listening or watching who knows Elliot Smith, he's definitely not a happy guy. Um, but the song's called LA. And when I think of LA, I just think of Ektar and like, I can't wait to get back there and shoot some Ektar and like in summer, um, and just capture like, yeah, the palm trees and the blue skies and like, you know, yellows and blues and like all that stuff. So yeah, that's my, my vibe generally for Ektar. And it's pretty much just my happy, like Ektar is my happy place, I think. Excellent. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and I'll link them below and then people can go and vote over on the community tab again. I've um, got a community tab now. Or maybe well, we should do it on your community tab, Matt. Well, so it's more fair no, this time. Well, I don't know. Does yeah. it matter? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. More people will see it from yours. Behind the scenes. More people I guess, will see it. I yours. guess so. And then they can, yeah, vote and then we'll get, I, yeah. I did run a, I did run a poll, as you mm, know, Miss Lemon. I did. I voted. My, my first 
community poll, mm -hmm. uh, a bit of a sidetrack, listeners, sorry. No, but no, no, I, go for it. I, I was very excited to get my community tab and um, I run a, a poll, which I've just sold uh, quite a few cameras, including my, one of my contacts G1s. And I said, which, you know, I'm flush with cash. My birthday's coming up in August. Which one of these should I treat myself to? The Nikon 35Ti, the Ricoh GR1V, Minolta TC1 or the Fuji TR2. Um, so really for that, for me, the first two, the Nikon 35Ti and the Ricoh GR1V are the ones I'm really thinking about. The Minolta mm -hmm. maybe a little bit, but there's some issues with the Minolta. The mm -hmm. Fuji TR not so much. I think it's a little bit overpriced. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're all expensive these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, the GR1V and the TC1 were going great guns, but all of a sudden, um, as more and more votes have rolled in, it's 41 votes now, uh, the Nikon 35Ti has pulled ahead. So 100%. It's, but you know oh, what? I'd love to own that camera. I've, I've been thinking about buying it and I've got a few in my eBay list. It's actually, it looks like there's an absolute ton of these in Japan and they're all about, you know, seven to 800 US dollars, which, and I've actually okay. got the money now to buy yeah. it. But I don't know. I just, Lucy Lehman, I feel like lately, like, hesitated like mm. even though i've got the money i'm like mm, do i want to spend it like and mm. in the past i've thrown caution to the wind and just bought stuff but i don't know with the risk that you know interest rates are going up mortgage repayments are going up and i i feel like should i be more responsible i don't know yes definitely i i feel you and i think that we have kind of been in the same boat as well i think everyone like worldwide is you know yeah is tightening their their belts on on things for sure that they don't need um yeah. and i also think the that film like, is something we all need yes well that's the thing like that's what i think i actually i've filmed a video on my ways to help you save money mm. shooting film and they're not like bulk loading or home developing because Thank I'm, God. Not, I'm not doing either Hallelujah. of those things <laughs> me neither and there's a lot of those out there already and they are great ways to save money but they're just not my ways so i thought is i'd offer like people sucking the remjet off cinema film is that one of your ways to save money <laughs> yeah no i'm not doing any of those home diy things so these are a bit out of the box so that'll be out soon but um, one the of the points going to mention they do they do I, I knew that, I knew that. Yes, I knew that. of course lucy lehman i feel like that could be part of the starter pack so um i think that uh one of the points i make in that is that you know saving money for film and developing because it's not you know people like outlay a lot of money on digital cameras but that's where yeah. your uh you know outgoing stop whereas yeah. with film it's just ongoing and and you've got to buy the yeah. film and then you buy the film and then you shoot it all and then you got to get it developed so you got to like you know, think about, um, think about that. I think that this could be a good moment for, um, I'm just trying to find it. Just bear with me. A question from, uh, Dave. Um, he is one of my right, patrons. Dave. <laughs> How you going, Dave? Dave, going, Dave? <laughs> you met Dave. <laughs> it's LG would say. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he said, uh, one question for you guys on the analog hour film cameras are getting older along with the text to repair them. When you add in lack of parts availability, how do you two feel about your point and shoots? Prices climb on these cameras that are unrepairable and thus the risk of use increases daily. Do you think there's a point approaching at which you will have to transition your point and shoots, point and shoot use to a more repairable manual camera like an FM2N or an FM3A or equivalent? really uh really it's, it's really scaring me here dave <laughs> it is that. a really interesting um debate and one that i've i've heard a few times and um many people hang on sorry i'm about to cough sorry that's okay 
a lot of coughing going on. Sorry, the post <laughs> the post COVID sort of things. I, I just get yeah. frogs in my throat all the time now. Sorry. No, I know um, what you mean. Yeah, so there's, this is kind of um, said a lot by people, and I'm I'm not dismissing the argument. I understand what they're saying, and it's true. Like that Olympus AF10, like. Um, you know, I, I, I bought that camera. It seemed like it was working. I sold, I flipped it, made a little bit of money on it. And then I kind of lost money on it because mm. when the lady took it, it wasn't working like it was working for me. So I'm in a bit of a hole for that camera, unfortunately. Um, so I completely get it. I guess the issue to me is this, is that there's a couple of things. First of all, we could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Hopefully not. Hopefully not, Lisa Lehman. I hope not. So, you know, hopefully not. So get out there and enjoy your cameras. Yeah, they're going to die one day, you know, but we're all going to die one day as well, you know. So get out there, have fun <laughs> and shoot them, right? Yeah. The second thing is a lot of people who shoot manual cameras and a lot of them are lovely people like Andre Dominguez uh, from Negative Positive, and he will wax lyrically for literally hours uh, about how, you know, get a, I like a repairable camera, a camera that I can repair because I know it can be mechanical. Uh, yeah. I've, I've yep. listened to Andre talk extensively on that subject on, on uh, the Anch not Anchor um, Clubhouse app and also on Neg Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've I, heard I, Lux I get it. say this as well. Oh, yeah. he, he loves this too. Yeah, I should I get, get him and Andre um, in touch Together. so they can, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Old man talk, right? But but the thing is this, the thing is this, who's going to repair all these cameras? Like I was listening to, I was actually listening to the Film Photography uh, podcast the other day. I haven't listened for a while and I really love that podcast. I really like Leslie Lazenby. She's the star of that show. I love her insights and all the information she gives on that podcast. But they were talking about, uh, the latest episode of FPP, they were talking about what cameras are hot and what's not. So they were talking about medium format. They said 6.7 is really hot medium format. 6.45, not so much. Yep. They said almost everything in 35 mil is hot. Yep. Um, and then they were talking about Hasselblads. And I think I was actually doing, I was, I was working on an article or something. And so I didn't quite catch it. I had to rewind it. But I think what they were saying was Hasselblads haven't gone up that much. But if you want a Hasselblad repaired in the States, that is a long wait. Yeah. And the problem, you, oh, let's buy a Hasselblad, let's buy a Leica, because uh, we can always get them repaired. Sure, but who's going to repair them? The people, a lot of the people who repair these cameras are, you know, a lot older than us, probably also my, dying. My, your age together. Yeah, yeah they're dying. They're dying. <laughs> and, you know, unless there's more people coming through, and there are more young people coming through learning camera yeah. repair. Yeah. Nothing like the amount of camera repairers there were in the 60s, 70s, mm. 80s, and 90s. It's, it's just not the numbers. So yep. yeah, buy a Leica, buy a Hasselblad, you can get it repaired. Mm -hmm. It might be a three-year wait in the future to get it repaired. Yeah. And it might cost you $1,000. Yeah, like, and who then knows? you're without the camera to use. And Correct. then me and you are like busy shooting. We're using our point and shoots. The point and shoots we have that haven't died. <laughs> So, you know, who's winning yeah. here, Davo? Yeah. But I, I think it's, I think it is good to hedge your bets, you know, like, mm. yeah, I've got some expensive cameras here that if I, they died, I'd be heartbroken, but then I've got other cheaper ones that mm. I, I also use. And, you know, if they died, you could probably go out and buy another one for a couple hundred bucks, if that, so. For sure. Uh, I think, yeah, I think what you say as per is very insightful Matt you always think about everything in the very like big macro picture like that so well done um I think the only thing I'll add is I uh, personally like I I know I own like the the L35 and I know that that's expensive now and you know like I, now, it is it's it's really ridiculous like I can't believe it um but like I, and I love that camera obviously but like, I don't know if I would buy it for that price yeah, now, yeah. especially knowing all the things that go wrong with it. Like I have like so many that don't work or like, you know, yeah. they've got a lot of quirks 
but I'm like you say, like I have lots of cheap point and shoots that I'm really happy with and it suits how I shoot. So I'm happy with the, you know, the, the short shot telly or, mm. you know, like my, like heaps of my Canon ones or, you know, like an SBO, like I'm happy with those. So, and I, if they break, like, I know I can get another one for not too much more and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to, to pay that. What I, what I'm not happy with or what I wouldn't be happy with is spending like, you know, like 800, 900, a thousand dollars and then it breaks and there's no way of repairing it. And I don't have the money to like, you know, outlay on that again. Then I would look yeah. at, you know, the person with the spotmatic or something like that and think, oh, you know, maybe I should have gone down that road. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, as long as you're not spending too much on the point and shoot or you're spending what to you isn't too much because that's different to everybody. Like yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if you take it back to the digital photography analogy, you know, like I bought, I bought the X-T1 when the X-T1, Fuji X-T1, then I bought the X-T2, then I bought the X-T3 and I've got X-T4 here now. But if you think about the amount of money from purchase to what I sold it for, mm. Um, and if you think, and then if you think about the equivalence of buying a, a premium compact, dying and having to buy another one, it, it's not a lot of difference. If you think about it, you know, the amount of money from depreciation that you lose on digital cameras, if you're into digital cameras yep. versus a, a film camera dying and having to buy another one, it's not a lot in it unless a camera goes up like exponentially. Like I remember, uh, Matthew Joseph sent me a message today and said it was our, at, he said, happy anniversary. And I was like, what anniversary? Cause my, my wife and I have our anniversary in February. So I'm thinking, is, is he looking someone else up on Facebook that, you know, and he's like, no, I was in Brisbane three, we met three years ago today. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I remember three years ago today, when we did meet, we were talking about X-Pan because he put it around my neck, famous sort of story. He put the X-Pan around my neck. I just started wearing glasses. I wasn't as blind back then. And I looked down and I, it looked like the strap wasn't on properly. And I, we were in the Goma in Brisbane, the gallery. Yeah, yeah. And I said yep. to him, I said, oh, we got to the top of the escalator. And I said, is the strap on the camera properly? Cause I couldn't quite see cause I had glasses on and whatever. And he was like, oh, and he actually hadn't put the strap. The camera was about to smash on the floor. Oh my God. But luckily he caught it, <laughs> put it back on and sort of, you know, welded it to my uh... neck. But when I was talking to him about this, um, you know, I said, oh, what would happen if, you know, you ever did, you know, break mm. your X-Pan or whatever, uh, or someone else broke it. And he sort of said, he, I think he said at the time, oh, I'm looking at getting a fund for getting another one. I've been saving up to get a fund to get another one if anything ever happens to this one. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, and I don't know if, uh, you know, that's, he's still doing that because the X-Pan even three years ago was a lot cheaper than it is now. Mm. But it's interesting to have a, like a, a backup strategy. Well, if, if this does happen, this is what I'll do. You know, I'll sell yeah. my digital gear. I'll do this. I'll sell yep. all the other cameras and I'll buy another one. Yes. Uh, it, it's always good to, to think ahead. Right. Definitely. And I think you'll only ever know if you would buy the camera again, when you don't have it, yeah. you know, and it leaves a, if it leaves like a gap or a hole there, you know, leaves and you think, Oh, I, 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 I need, I need that. Or I miss that shaped hole in your heart. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant way to end that uh, that answer. I hope that that answered your question, Dave. And thank you. It was a good, it was a really good question. Me met Dave. Yes, Dave. Um, so we've got a few questions here from Instagram. So this one, I don't have my glasses on, so I'm squinting to to read to read this. Um, Lily Halpin has asked a few different yeah, questions. Yes. Um, hello, Lily. Thank you for your questions. She said, you might have to answer this, Matt. You might have to answer some of these. Some of them are a little bit technical. Uh, where can I buy a flash accessory for my Canon T50? I don't think I know that camera. Do you, Matthew? 
The Canon C50, yeah, it's an ugly 80s camera. Sorry, Lily, if you if you particularly love, love your T50. <laughs> I believe it's a kind of an ugly of camera. It, okay. it is one of those 80s cameras that is, isn't as particularly attractive as perhaps as others. Okay. Um, a, ca a flash access, I don't know much about them. Um, however, I do know that here is my little prop for this episode, the Godox Lux Jr., Lux this episode Junior. is sponsored by by Godox. <laughs> this is actually a cool little flash. They're about, um, I think they're a hundred dollars in Australia here, and they're I think they're like sixty nine US dollars. But it actually comes. There is like a single pin there, but you can actually, if you've got a camera where you you can plug this in, so you just like put it in. I, I can't remember what the terms are, Lisa Lemon, but you plug you plug this bit in here. Okay. I'm actually doing this off camera. I couldn't work out why no one could see it. So you plug that in there. <laughs> And then you plug that into your little thing in your yep. camera okay. and it fires the flash. Fires the um, flash for you. Okay. So you could you could either try and find a vintage Canon flash that would work with the T50. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they are, sadly. Or you could just buy a brand new flash like this with a little cord. Mm. And um, yeah, they, which, they work really well. Which might be more reliable. But yeah, probably, probably cheap, perhaps worth, cheaper. Yeah, probably worthwhile keeping an eye on marketplace and um i don't know where you are lily but yeah Cra craigslist or something like that as well um to see because you might pick up one really cheap um but yeah cool so lily's also asked what's your favorite black and white film mine is 100 percent hands down cine still bwxx that is my favorite black and white film stock don't even have to think about it what about you matthew um, that's a good question. I don't shoot a lot of black and white film, as you know. Mm. I've actually got quite a bit in the fridge. I bought up some rolls of Across 100, the original Across in 35mm before that went out um, forever. Uh, and that was before Across 2 was announced. So we never, didn't even know Across 2 was coming. So I've got about five rolls of Across 100. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do like the look of that. I guess, though, really, um, I, I shot some roles a couple of years ago now of HP5, Ilford HP5. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that was, that was, they were beautiful shots. I shot it in my Mew One, my Olympus Stylus camera, the Mew One, and they turned out fantastic. And I actually saw these shots a couple of years ago and thought, my gosh, I'm going to shoot a lot more black and white film from now on. And do you know what I did, Lucy Lumen? You didn't, you didn't do no, that. I didn't. You just no. kept shooting. But, but I will, I will one day. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, I say that every time as well. And then I, six months later, I'll do an episode where I shoot black and white and then not again for six months. So. Well, I'm shooting the agent shadow at the moment. Yeah. So I'm really looking yep. forward to that. Yes. So, I've written um, a little cool. short, well, not a little, it's actually quite a long short story for Steven um, that got a bit wild. I had COVID while I wrote it and um, I've sent it to, to, to one person to read and they, they said, wow, what a wild story. So I'm not sure if Steven, wants to publish it or not. I haven't heard from him. He said he's very busy. So it could be that. Maybe it would be more at home in the, the Playboy's Reader's Letters. Uh, they, they, they still, I don't know if they, that magazine's even still around, is it? But yeah, I think that's kind, of, kind of a bit of a, yeah. Reader's Confessions. Reader's Confessions. It's just, yeah. I don't know if it was like the COVID like uh, fever or the, like it yeah. just, I just was writing and then it just went to this weird place, which I think, I think it's a cool story, but, um, but yeah, just when you said Cosmo Frodo, it reminded me of that. Um, yeah. But I, um, We'll be getting some Agent Shadow um, in the mail as well soon. So Yay. I'm excited to shoot it. I love the logo and I love the mm. um, the box. It's very, very, done. very cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Miss Molly Kate, friend Molly of Kate. both our channels. Love Molly. Molly's just started writing for 35MMC yes. as well. She so. has. And she wrote a very nice article about Pantastic Zine. Uh, which was lovely. So thank yes. you, Molly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Molly's writing's really good. She has asked, what do you guys think of the Granary app? 
which I think she recently did an article on. Actually. She did. Yeah, mm. she did. I've kind of, there's, there's two, isn't there? There's Greenery. What's the other one that's going around at there's the moment? There's New Grain. Yeah. I sort of looked at both and thought they looked cool and thought, nah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's always, to me, a reluctance to get into a new app. Yeah. Um, I tried out Clubhouse, that audio one. Yeah. And yeah. I got sick of that pretty quickly. Um, look, I hope that one of these succeeds. There is, there seems to be a lot of people, mm. like I'm in a lot of, big digital photography groups and, you know, of portrait shooters and wedding shooters. And I've seen in there quite often lately, people are saying, what are people doing at Instagram? Because it's ridiculous these days. It's just about their reels. Yeah. It's not about photos anymore. It's a completely yep. inefficient way for me to show my work off. So, uh, you know, I hope that out of this, one of these apps will do really well. At the moment, it, it's kind of, I can't be bothered to, to join one of them. Um, yep. I have the intention to, and they look great, but I just can't be bothered yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I kind you. of, yeah, I kind of echo like how you feel really, Matt. Um, and I think we, we've touched on this before, but yeah, I just don't have the time to invest in it. Yeah. I did go on Granary to have a look and I love the way it's set out. I don't love that you, um, I think a lot of people love this, but I don't love it, that you have to put like enable in order to post a photo, you have yeah. to put like what camera and what lens you use. Yeah. I don't like that because that how doesn't does that work mean- for point and shoot? I think you just, that's what I was thinking straight away. Um, you just, I think you just put the point, you just put the camera and then right. like the, the, the point and shoot and then like NA or something for the lens. I can't remember, yeah. but I was like, oh, I just don't really, you know, I don't, I don't care, like sort of yeah, care yeah. about that. Uh, I'm more just about the photos, but I know yeah. a lot of people like that. So I guess, you know. See, Lomography, I really like Lomography. Like I put a, I put a link to Lomography, my Lomography site in all of my YouTube videos and on my podcast as well. I really like that because that is more about the photo. You can put as mm. much information about the camera and the film or as little. You just call the yep. album, whatever you want to call the album, and you post the photos. You don't have to say anything about that stuff, you know, and people will put, you know, hashtag Kodak Ektar or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I, I It's always struck me as weird that the Lomography site isn't as isn't bigger maybe or maybe they yeah. didn't have a good app or I don't know. Yeah, but... I think if they had an app, it probably would help for sure because I always forget about it. Like right now I'm like, oh, why, why don't I like start one of them? But then I'm like, it's really handy because you know. quite often people will say, um, oh, you know, I'd love to see some sample images taken with this camera. Or people would uh, people have been DMing me lately, like someone DMed me and said, oh, you know, uh, have you used the Canon AF 35ML? It's the one you used when we met yeah. last year. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, and I just sent them a link to my Lomography album. I said, oh, there you go. There's a couple of albums there. Uh, yep. So it's a really, instead of trying to link them to individual Instagram Images, photos, it's yeah. really handy. I mean, and, and of course that sort of comes from Flickr and their albums. I mean, Flickr was once king of all this, yes, um, but I haven't definitely. really got back into Flickr to be honest. Yeah. I think that what, that's what we're trying to get back. Yeah. Like, that's what I have sort of Flickr, like ascertained from everybody that like, yeah. that's what they want, but Flickr's dead. So they're trying to emulate it, but also bring it, you know, make it more contemporary and whatever. So yeah, yeah I'm happy that Granary exists and i think it looks great and i think the guy's name is kyle i'm pretty sure like huge congratulations to him and then the new grain guy as well i think we yeah it's definitely like they've they've done the perfect thing they've responded to like a pain point of a community yeah. and given them like something that's you know very needed so um i, I might, I might actually go back and, and look at them both um yeah yeah i feel bad now i haven't had a look more i, I guess it's just you, you wonder if these things are going to take off or not or yeah yeah, I think I think Granary will from what I've seen. I think they've they've got I saw something today they've had over like 4000 profiles or something like that. I think yep. there's a limit to what you can post on Granary for a free account, I think. Right. And then there's like a paid subscription 
um, which is fair enough because it's ad free. So, you know, like glass is ad free and you pay a subscription, you know what I mean? Like, that's the other thing that I do find like, you know, like there's a payment as well. Yeah. So like people sometimes complain about, you know, ads and stuff like that, but obviously like you have to kind of choose, you know, it's like, I I guess the thing is that if, if it was a well-established product that had been around and you knew what you were getting, people, a lot of people wouldn't mind paying. I think when it's a newer product, people balk at that a little bit more. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's interesting, like, you know, you know what, even on Facebook now, and I, I know you don't use Facebook loose lemon, but when I go through Facebook and you, you see all these reels all the time. And then one morning we're in bed, I think we woke up and Sarah was tired and I was just looking through my phone, like silently looking through and most of my stuff's camera stuff, but I accidentally clicked on the reel in my Facebook app and it was really loud. And yeah, like Sarah, oh my God, like, it's almost so obnoxious. I, it's, yeah. I don't understand it. Like I, you know, I don't understand it. You know, is TikTok, TikTok's obviously a massive threat to them, but. Yeah. Well, apparently um, we'll, we'll say this and then we'll get off this, this topic, but um, Lux and I were just looking before, and I think like the head of Instagram or whoever he is, has released a video in response to the Kardashians saying that they don't like the way Instagram is right now. Oh, wow. with its, yeah. So that's all I know. I didn't uh, have time to look into it fully, but the Kardashians, the, the Kardashians aren't happy and the iconic duo Lucy Lumen and Matt Murray uh, are, are, are also not happy. So maybe something Are we, are we will... the iconic duo or the, the dynamic duo? I think we're both. Yeah, we're yeah, iconic yeah. and dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but definitely um, huge congratulations to um, both of the people that are, like, you know, doing those yeah. apps. I think it's really cool. I just feel... I, mine literally is just a time thing. Like, I just don't have time. I had a few people like um uh, exit like my patreon recently and i just wanted to ask them kind of like you know hey uh obviously you know the way the world is right now like fully understand yeah. that cause it's not necessary but um i like to ask people like was there something that you were like hoping for or was it not what you expected or something like that yeah. kind of like a bit of an exit survey like when you leave a job um and most people are like i honestly just don't get time to like like you post and i don't even get time to like look at yeah. it or dive into it totally get that like i have so many things like that in my life that yeah. I, I want to but it's like i just don't have time and I, yeah. i'm like that with other people's with other people's um patreons as well actually i've always said that i've only really got room in my life and i'm someone who spends a lot of time on my phone and my computer I'm re- i really only have time for two social networks at a time mm-hmm. so i was posting stuff to tiktok a while ago as soon as i started making youtube videos i haven't posted a single tiktok yeah I just don't feel like I've got time. So I'm on Instagram a little bit, mostly to message people, to be honest. I'm on Facebook for for groups and stuff. I like seeing all the groups, posting groups and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm on Twitter maybe an hour a week and I post stuff on there and reply to people and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I go on TikTok now and again, and I haven't just to watch stuff. I don't have time. Um, Do you remember like when we did a podcast about six, eight months ago, I talked about those domestica courses, those courses. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. So I'm not sure if I told you this, but I took out, like a, a one-year subscription it wasn't that much it was like about 100 bucks or something and you get a course credit every month mm-hmm. and you just buy a course you can just use the, cor- the course credits for whatever courses you want i thought that oh, yep. sounds like a great deal i'll, I'll sound like do a great it deal, yeah uh, i haven't i've i did that I in january done. i haven't watched a single course i've got about six i must have six or seven course credits by now mm. I, I, yep. i've got library books here that i always get overdue notices for I have good intentions of sitting down. I'm going to read, I'm going to read these magazines, you know, yeah. and, and library books. I always take them back. I know and... time is like the enemy. It's yeah. just, it's the, the one, like that's my one answer to every question of like, or 
problem you know it's it's literally time so yes um okay analog townie um travis Travis. in florida who had a beautiful photo yes in pensacola um i loved his photo in fantastic so nice he sent me actually that whole, like nearly that whole role when he got it developed and like the colors look so good nice he said um can you list things more important to making good images that are not the camera lens or film stock which i think is a really cool question um mine would probably be composition. So, hang on, sorry say that again not not the camera the lens or the film stock so yeah things so things that are important when you're making good images but not camera lens or film so he's trying to get away from the, okay, the, the gear i suppose yeah i would say like color and like composition like looking at things compositionally uh maybe like from like a new angle like yep. um it sounds really simple but like you know like getting down like get low down dirty <laughs> get down low and go 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 the pg, <laughs> the PG show man <laughs> Um, no, um, yeah. Like getting down like low can really, um, like, yeah, yeah. Like a different like viewpoint can really, can really help and not looking at everything kind of like straight on or having everything in like the middle of the frame, Mm. um, like getting really close up and making things look a little bit more abstract. Like I really love a photo when I'm like, oh, what is that? Like I have to look again to be like, oh, what is that? And then I realize it's actually just, I don't know, like a close up of like the side of the wall or something. And it's the texture and it's just totally like obscured what it's. Um, mm. actually a photo of so I think things like that are really important to me in making good images I suppose and they're not to do with you know I mean obviously your gear will um I've found lately I've sort of been trying different cameras and I noticed that my style is impacted by that you know like mm. not having a zoom I'm like oh th- th- that style is so much easier when I've got a zoom lens or yeah yeah you know, stuff like that. But I think you can, that's good in itself because then you can make that work for you differently or you can discover something new. So yeah, those things to me, um, like camera and lens, definitely at the bottom of the list for me for kind of um, making good images. I think film stock, I do love film stock because it's more like the accessory and I love Mm. like, yeah, um, that's the thing that I would think about like more out of those things. But what about you, Matt? The light. Yeah, that's a oh, huge one. It's a huge, obvious one. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Lucy Lumen. <laughs> so, the light, I, I will only ever go out. Well, not only ever, but I like to go out. You know, um, I went out this, this afternoon, actually. I was filling in a photographic point of mind, frame of mind. Um, and I went down to um, a local little beach about five o'clock. And I've been down there a million times. I actually went down near where we were. You remember, remember when we saw the old man who gave us the oh, yeah, gave paddle, us the pop? paddle pop? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I went past his house and then I went to the beach and then went to the other little beach and it was low tide and I just walked out on the muddy sand. And, I, and you know, I was like, ah, oh, I've taken photos of these boats a million times. I, I just took some just because sometimes it's good just to just to take a photo, even though you've yes. taken it before. Just and you get know one in the bag. Get. Yeah, yep. just get one in the bag. So I took, I probably took six or eight photos on about four different cameras. Um, what's the whole point of this? Oh, it's a light, the light. The yeah. light. <laughs> now, if I'd gone down at 1 p.m., it would have been totally bright. It would have been squinting. It would have been horrible. But it, it was the light, you know, this this late afternoon light and the shadow that that really made it. And it really didn't matter too much what camera I was using. I think if you took a, the results from a really expensive camera and a not so expensive camera, they'd be very similar. Um, the only thing you could probably discern would be is if you used like a premium point and shoot or an SLR would be, you mm-hmm. know, depth of field. If I shot this at F2 
where yep. a point and shoot, a cheaper point and shoot wouldn't be able You're to You're not going to gonna decide, get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I think they're really, really good um, tips to get you out of the gear centric way of thinking. Um, I have a question here from the lovely Melissa Fox fins oh, yeah. on Instagram. Love her photography uh, so much. She said, how do you stay motivated or what motivates you? Do you want to take this one first, Matt? Or Sure. Okay, go for it. What motivates you? Gets you so up in the I morning. Was, I was thinking about this one. Um, I did this personality quiz a few years ago with uh, one of my employers and we had to go to meet this lady um, and she took me in this room and she had this printout of all my personality. And one of the things she said was, she said to me, uh, you're a collector. You'd like to collect things. Oh, she's which damn is weird right. Because, what, huh? She's, I think she's right. Like, Well, like junk. I collect junk yeah. in the background. But I don't collect like... <laughs> Okay, I've got the Contax T3 and I've got the yeah, T3 Special okay. Edition and I've got the T3 70 years and the T3. Yes, like I, yeah, I'm yeah, not that yep. kind of collector. Collector, yeah, yeah. But yep. I do like to collect things. And with photography, I have noticed recently I like to collect images of a subject. So you might know that I like to collect images of hills hoists, the washing lines, mm -hmm. washing lines. Um, one of them has been demolished recently. Um, another one, I found another one the other day in Cleveland. I, when I went to the camera fair, the first thing I shot with my little R1, I saw a hills hoist hills in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, and I went through the long grass in this house. It was like it was like an abandoned house almost, and the grass was about about I don't know, a foot and a half high, like sixty yeah, centimeters high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was walking through to take a picture of the hills hoist and there was something moved through the grass. Oh, it was no. either a rat or a snake. I don't know what it was. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm, <clears throat> I like to collect images of, of hills hoists or I collect images mm -hmm. of this old uh, Graham's auto tire garage place. I, you know, I've taken loads of pictures of that. Yep. Or I just collect, I like to collect lo images of local, you know, like this scene here, like this is a postcard I did for Fantastic. Mm, yeah, it's this so is taken nice. in Cleveland, and I like to collect like tra like images that look like travel images, but they're just of my local suburb, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, that's what to me it's about. I go out, and when I see a hill hoist, I'm so happy. It's it's, it's absurd. Like, why would you be happy if you see a, a washing line? But that's <laughs> to me what keeps yeah. me going. I, I like to collect things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a really interesting answer, and um, yeah, that's definitely it's a very astute observation um about yourself, Matt. I think for me. I think what motivates me is um, kind of because I was very unmotivated with my photography before I started like having any kind of output. And I think for me, um, I, I'm quite a, I don't know what the word is. It's not, not, not vain, but I really need, You're like I'm no good. So so vain. Vain. Oh, great song. Great song. Carly Simon. Um, Probably thought this podcast was about <laughs> you. Um, I think You've, oh. totally, you've totally thrown me with your. I, I just remember. Yeah. I remember a controversial item I was going to put in a Lucy Living starter pack. But anyway, we keep going. Okay, finish this and then you can tell yep. me. Okay. Um, so I think for me, like I'm, yeah, I'm no good on my own. Like you know, even when I'm when I'm on my own during the day, like I, so I end up voice messaging you, you know, because like I need to talk to people and I need to like get my ideas out and I need to like connect with people or bounce off people or do something like this to keep me motivated. And I'm lucky because I have Lux and he you know, likes everything I like. So I can constantly do that to him all the time. Poor thing. But um, so for me, I think it's like the community aspect and getting the feedback that I'm yep. getting, doing the, like the YouTube channel and the podcast and like the sort of um, conversations that that like leads to with people as well, or finding out that they also really like 
Brian Eno or something like that, you know, um, that really motivates me or hearing that um, something I've done has inspired them. And I think yeah. a lot of artists kind of have that, like they say that, you know, like that that's what keeps them going or, yeah. or you know, knowing, yeah, like I want to, I've always wanted to like make a mark on something or like leave something. And I feel like I now have like, I've learned these new skills and I have this like body of work, not just in photography, but in like yeah, you know, my YouTube channel or the podcast, being able to like interview people or like writing articles. Like I just did an interview piece for F stoppers. It'll be out soon. And I've never done anything like that before. And it was really challenging. So yeah. that those are the things that keep me motivating. And it's not sort of, I suppose it's not directly related to photography, but it makes me want to go out and take photos because I want something else that I can show mm. to everyone and share with everyone. So that's yeah. what, that's what keeps me motivated for sure. And even back to what you were saying then, like to me, collecting things, a zine is a collection of images around mm -hmm. a subject or a topic yes, or a place. Totally. Yep. So that, and that's the thing I, I am collecting images as I go and, and the output, that will be the output, you know, I, and I don't think I'm even halfway through the Hills hoist kind of project. Really. I don't think mm. I've got enough good image. I've got some good images, but I don't think I've got anywhere near like 20 or anything. No, nowhere near that amount. But you know, like it's like with the four, when I was shooting 400 D at ISO 1600, you know, I've now got a collection of images at night that I really like, and I'm thinking mm. about doing a zine about them. So it, it is, it is, I definitely think about things in terms of collections of, of things. And that's what keeps me going. Mm, yeah. Super interesting. And definitely like your zines, like the community ones, like you've def they're definitely collections, like you've mm. got the purple scene and the, you know, like everything's in its box and yep. like, this is a collection of these images and yeah, that's really cool. Um, you had a really good question. I don't know if you have it handy though, from oh, yeah. somebody. <clears throat> um, yeah, it was a really awesome Casey question Hall. and it is, um, relevant because we're talking about zines. So, so Casey Hall, who is the junk book journal on Instagram, Matt, we all know you've done your fair share of zines. Can you give a brief overview of your process in regards to laying it out? I've noticed a lot of people print all their photos and lay them out for a more tangible experience, or do you keep it all on the computer? So do you know what he means there? Some people will literally print mm. them all and then just lay yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'll finish this off, blah, blah, blah. Hi, Lucy. Thanks for the constant content and motivation. I'm sure the content you're producing is enough to keep one <laughs> extremely busy, but do you have any big projects planned for the future? Example, book, zine, photo shoots, etc. Thanks, Casey. Thank you, Casey. Mm, thank you. It's a great Casey question. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Do yours bit first. Okay. Yes. Um, so I do. Thank you for saying that. That's very motivating to me to hear that. Um, I think for me, I am working on a zine now. I started collecting some of the images together on the computer today. So I am eagerly awaiting uh, Matthew's answer because I feel extremely overwhelmed by the whole process. And I've seen people on YouTube do the pictures all over the floor or they print them out and then they like tuck them to the wall and they're rearranging them to see yeah. what would look good next to each other. And I feel like I probably would respond better to that kind of um, process because like I like to actually, you know, like move things yeah. around and touch things rather than it being on a screen. It doesn't really feel real. But um, yeah, like I'm, I'm sort of, yeah, really daunted by the process and then by like creating it in like InDesign or whatever it is. I know you've got some good, uh, you've got a podcast episode and on your website, there's a good thing that I read months and months ago about the different options for zines, mm. which is a really good resource for people looking to make a zine. Um, we'll link it um, below, but yeah, I've got, um, I'm going to do sort of like a greatest hits of like the last year of my photography. Cause I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to do a, 
um, like a zine that was a new project, you know, like you're saying with the Hills Hoist one and, yeah, yeah. you know, like, okay, I need to, I need to figure out what it is and then I need to commit to it and then I need to go out and do it. And then that'll be my zine. And I feel like if I keep doing that, it's just not going to happen. And I think I'm also doing that. So I don't have to do it. Like it's, you know, so I can procrastinate because I'm like, well, I haven't come up with the idea yet. Yeah. But I'm like, well, I have all this photography just there, you know, yeah. all my YouTube videos and my photo walks. So like, why can't I just put that you know, when you make rules up and you're like, well, yeah. there's no rules. Like I can just do that. So that's what I'm going to do. Mm. And that's what I'm working on as a bigger project. Mm. And I'm also trying to release a website at the moment, which is oh, just, yeah. Like, did you, did you catch a website and you want to release it? <laughs> I wish I could catch a website that was like already done. The LucyLuman.com. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I'm just struggling to like yeah find the time to get it done and all of that so that's another like i would class big project um at the moment but um other than that i don't have anything else huge in the works other than just creating youtube videos keeping the quality up um and then yeah like staying motivated with the podcast and all of that i can see you um uh, (laughs) in the background there grabbing your every every summer which is such a good such a good zine so cool it's more like a book yeah people have said that it's more like a book than a zine it's quite thick and quite heavy Mm. the first run of this i did like there's a weight um so when when you get a zine from me if you're international you probably get it in this envelope like a white envelope and it's got a pre-printed stamp on and they cost ten dollars to send um and you can get up to 250 grams of weight in there which is about 10 ounces in the old money um and the first one of this i did the first print run it was so so much like a book it was too heavy for the envelope mm. so i ordered 25 and i was like i couldn't send them overseas so i had to do another i had to initially do another almost straight away i do another print run and make the paper lighter because it was just so yeah anyway so this is my first scene every summer i'm about to do my second zine it's been in the works I actually shot all the photos around the same time as this one. I've just okay. been procrastinating and haven't mm-hmm. had much motivation to do another solo zine, but but I will. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was doing this, I actually laid out, it was kind of funny, like sometimes with the Hills Hoist project, like I've been shooting the Hills Hoist for about six months now. I've been shooting night photos for over 14, 15 months, and I'm not, I don't feel like I'm finished with those projects mm. yet. With this, we were on the Isle of Wight six days, and I shot about seven rolls of film, and that's it. That's that's what I got because I'm not going back yep. to the Dalai anytime soon. Yeah, 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 for but sure. I felt yeah. like there were images that told a story, and I had little funny little stories in there. And so what I did was I printed out of those seven rolls of film. What's that? It's over 200 images. I must have printed out 100 photos that I had shortlisted, uh, and I printed them all out on you know like pieces of like you know like just inkjet sort of prints, and I cut them all out and I laid them out on the floor. And you know what? Was horrendous i had pieces of paper everywhere oh really I no i couldn't think i couldn't like had a piece, yeah. piece of, i couldn't visualize Made you it. feel really scattered like yeah having... it was just too much there was way too much paper mm. on the floor and then you do it for an hour and then and then someone wants to watch tv and they're like dad you're in the way why have you got crap all over the floor for and then you got to pack it all away and then if you want to rethink <laughs> it again you got to get gotta, it back out yeah 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 but what i found then was i was just um there's a couple of different ways i did it but I created a collection in Lightroom, dragged all the photos, the shortlisted ones in there. I went through and rated them individually, sorted them by ratings, or I might have two very similar photos and I'd look at them both in Lightroom. Okay, oh, this one looks better for that reason. And so that's how I sort of culled down 
I exported them all from Lightroom as, as high res, uh, you know, images, uh, mm -hmm. you know, 300 DPI or whatever. Yep. And then I just started dragging them into pages, one, one per page, well, mostly one per page in, in InDesign, you know, 40 odd pages in InDesign I, I did. and just dragged okay. them onto pages. Now, the really good thing in InDesign, and I'll cover this when I do a video about it, but you can actually then move the pages around. So if there's two images and you think oh, they don't work very well together, you can literally just grab the page and move it up somewhere else and then all the pages will switch around. Oh, wow. And okay. To me, that was, you know, you can have the pages that big on the screen and you can actually visualize um, how it's all going to look. So yeah. to me, doing it electronically was way better than a piece of paper. Now, for other people, pieces mm. of paper on the floor or pieces of paper on, a, on the wall on the would wall. work way better yeah. for them. Mm. And I thought that would work for me, but it just didn't. Yeah, that's really interesting because I just assumed that that would work better, especially for us because we're like film photographers mm. and we're tangible and, you know, yeah. but I, yeah, I think like, I think maybe also you've got to think about your environment and your setting and the people I've seen do that style, like Will mm. and Burbeek, he had them all on the wall. Yeah. And I think maybe Hashem had them printed as well. Were people who, you know, like. Don't have kids. Don't have kids. <laughs> Imagine Luca with all those pieces of paper on the wall. He's like drawing crayon all over them. Oh my and... god! Yeah, he's just started drawing, so he's like yeah. keeps going to the wall, and we're like we're renting. I'm like, don't you yeah. do that? Yeah. But yeah, so I think like for me, it would probably be kind of similar. Like yeah. I come into this like studio, like this office, and that's my like you know okay, yeah. I can close the door, and this is, but there's not enough wall space here to do that. So maybe well, it could turn out to be being feeling the same way you do. If you've how have you collected the photos like how have you organized them so far i all i've done today was i sat down and i went through like photos on the computer that aren't organized that well to begin with and i was like okay i really like that just i'm just going to grab whatever i'm like i really like that image Do you use lightroom and just put um yeah just use lightroom and then just put it into a like zine folder yeah. like that's all i've done so far so very I, minimal I, what I do is I can walk you through how to set up. Like I know you've got InDesign as well. Mm -hmm. um, I could tell, tell you how I set up a zine template. And mm -hmm. what I would do next is literally just drag them in. And it doesn't have to be the final version. It could just yeah, be okay. your muck around version. Yep. And that way you'll get a feeling for it and how, yeah. you, how you want it to flow. And Yep. Okay. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. And I think you should definitely do, um, I think you are going to do a video on this topic. Um, because, I think I'm yeah, going to do two. Can... I think I'm going to do one about choices for a zine how to get it printed you know mm -hmm. do you do you order them all to your house and 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 put them in envelopes Send or do out. you yep. have an online service where people can order them there's pros and cons for both um so i want to do a one episode very similar to the podcast i did a year or so ago mm -hmm. i'll do one video about that and then i think i'm going to do a video where actually i'll, I'll perhaps i'll do a real like in an, in less than an hour um i will do a complete zine, probably like half an hour. I'll, I'll do a complete zine. I'll have the photos chosen and I'll show you how I lay it out and do it. Mm, uh, I think that'd be really, yeah, I think that'd be really helpful for people. Um, definitely. And I think it's good to have lots of different processes out there. Yeah. And a lot of people seem to do like, yeah, the, the pictures on the floor. It kind of feels more romantic doing it like that too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I, I feel like I would, if I do do it, I'll be doing it for like the wrong reasons. I'll be doing it because I want to be the person that's like, hmm, standing back and like looking at my work and you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, so, it's so I think silly. Unless you have a lot of space. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't really, work. I thought it would work for me and it really didn't work at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I hope that that's answered um, your question, Casey. Is it Casey? Yep, Casey. 
Yes. Um, and yeah, definitely looking forward to your videos, but I will link the podcast and the um, article as well that you wrote. Cause you, you talk about like, you know, yeah. Cause there's all the logistics. It doesn't end there. You've got to think about printing mm. and yeah. the paper and how much it's going to cost. And you how don't want to be weigh. like, that is much, yeah. Thing. Like if, where are you if, sending yeah. it? And for us in Australia, like most of our audience is overseas. So yeah. that's something I'm definitely considering as well. So I want it to be like affordable for people, but I don't want to be in like a deficit as well. So you know, the there's thing. just I mean, so many things to think about. You're looking at, you know, it's seven US dollars just for the the postage, you know, it, it's mm. which is quite cheap. Like, because if Australia Post ever withdraw that envelope that I use, I think it would be, I wouldn't be able to send them overseas anymore. It, it would be too expensive. It, yeah. Um, so that, that, that envelope is a bit of a godsend at the moment for us. Definitely. Um, all right. I've, we've, I think we've got time for one more listener question and then we're going to move on to like a funny little kind of ending rounding off the episode so this question is from um ca nicola Um, i think he's in new york i've spoken to him before he's lovely he said film stock that surprisingly looks great when pushed ah come on 400d i I knew you were gonna (laughs) say that Matt. well i've only ever really pushed 400d and uh lamography 800 and portrait 800 they're the only three i've I've pushed Mm. but i mean sydney 400d i was blown away with oh it looks so good lack of grain oh yeah amazing yeah and that video is awesome um i don't i haven't really pushed very much um because like in the past i wouldn't have probably you know like thought to do it you can sing it is that push it real good or have I sung the wrong song? I don't know. Is that push this? it real good? No, 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 no. You are right. Yes. Yeah. I had like another song going in my head at the same time. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't really I've pushed Cine Still, um, BWXX. Because it oh, feels yeah. more like the thing to do to push a black and white film. Um yeah. and I loved that. I pushed it to 800, I think. So and I, I really was, liked that. Yeah. You might remember a year ago I was ridiculed by the Sunny 16, two of the Sunny 16 hosts for pushing color film. <laughs> do you remember that? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. No, that? yes, 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 I do. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. No, I think that um like there's plenty of films that that look good pushed. And I think there was a video, Bad Flash Caleb from Bad Flashes. He pushed Ektar. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting, but I can't now remember what the results were like i think there was mm. maybe like color shifts or something like that but i remember thinking like oh that does look cool and i thought mm. oh you know i sounds like something i would do so i think yeah, i need yeah. to experiment more in that absolutely um, in that realm um but yeah thank you so much for all of the listener questions we haven't been able to get through all of them but next time we will definitely take more it's really for fun sure. to hear from the audience so we've got a fun little uh you you, you explain this matt because it was your idea and it's come so- from tiktok has it? Well, yeah, there's a lot of memes out at the moment. Um, so one of the memes is, uh, and a lot of people, you know that when the police service in Australia, one of the Queensland police or when the Queensland Education Department, you know when they're doing a meme that it's crossed over into the mainstream, right? Because I've seen this meme everywhere. And so the meme is this, you say that he's a 10 or she's a 10, but they do something really annoying or really stupid or really funny, right? Uh-huh. And so the idea is that they might be a 10, but they've let themselves down because they've done this thing. Yep. So the original one that I posted on my <laughs> on my Instagram was, <laughs> she's a 10, but she shoots Colour Plus. <laughs> I love Colour Plus. With red flag, <laughs> Colour Plus, red flag. <laughs> okay. Um, What's your one? I have one. He's a 10, but he talks about slash uses depth of field preview. 
because Very good. that's something that I just find extremely boring. So. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, I've got two more. My next one is she's a 10, but she shoots 120 millimeter film. Oh, <laughs> oh the poor hashtag 120 millimeter people. Yeah. And I've said that in a video. So I've. Oh, not- no. I These said are all about it, you, Lucy Lumen. I said, yeah, I should color plus. I oh. <laughs> all these film faux pas. Yep. Okay, um, I have one. He's a ten, but reps not editing his film photos. Very good. That's just also <laughs> yes. really annoying. And it's, you know, <laughs> I had to think what you meant by reps for a second, but I understand. I was trying to find a way to word that. That's your, I definitely... your young person speak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slang. Have you got any more? I got one more. Have you got any more? I've got one more. You, 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 or do you want me to go? You, you go first. Okay. All right. He's a 10, but he's not Lux Lumen. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Very good. Okay. And hit me with the, yours. No, I didn't really tell you about this, but the, the opposite thing is you say they're a low number, but something else. Oh, okay. okay. So my last one, she's a four, but her dad owns a film lab. Oh, <laughs> Free Devon, free Devon scans. Free Devon scans. <laughs> if you stay with her. That's right. Oh my God. That's really good. That's really yeah. funny. I think I like it that way around better. Yeah, yeah. 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 We used to do like before this sort of meme thing came out, like when you work in a cafe, um, you know, like there's often crushes, like, you know, like mm. one of the staff will have a crush on someone or vice versa. People yep. say they have their coffee boyfriend or girlfriend, like, oh, yeah. like you know, someone who makes their coffee in the morning or whatever. Yeah. And I remember uh, there was this guy when I was, you know, 19 or something. And I, I had a bit of a crush on him. He'd come in every morning and, but he ordered a hot chocolate and I was oh, just, yeah, no, really no. just, I couldn't, you know, yeah. like I was like, no, cause it's to get a coffee. Like, what are you doing? You know, could have been gonna... worse. He could have ordered a mocha. Yeah. That, that would be worse. That would be worse. It's either coffee or like nothing. Don't mix, don't go mixing the two. No. Um, so I'm sorry. I've probably offended all of the hot chocolate, hot chocolate drinkers. drinkers. Or it's fine to have a hot chocolate. If you're oh, yeah. just having a hot chocolate, like, you know, like that's also a choice, but if you're yeah. like not a coffee drinker and your thing in the morning that you're getting is a hot chocolate it's and you're bit, like an adult, I, I, I'm like, yeah. come on, buddy, have a if coffee. You're rocking up to a cafe at 8.15 in the morning for hot chocolate. It's yeah. A bit strange. What, what is your life? Yeah. No. So clearly. Yeah never never happened so yep. yeah <laughs> it's a fun little game <laughs> <sighs> yep could have been could have been lucy chocolate but not so much anymore <laughs> lucy Lehman. So. awesome um well this was so much fun as as usual matt and i'm excited for the next uh next episode and what you will come up with you're always coming up with all these funny creative you're so much more hip than i am and with the memes and the tip to be square what can I, and say? The, I know i know awesome. i feel very yeah i'm very out of the loop wait till luca gets uh, older and he's yeah. cool and then yep. um i'll have all the all the slang yes yep. <laughs> okay all right thank you so much matt i'll speak to you soon